Benjamin Franklin, in his famous Poor Richard's Almanac, wrote, A little neglect may breed mischief. For want of a nail, the shoe was lost. For want of a shoe, the horse was lost. And for want of a horse, the rider was lost. Have you ever had an experience like that? One small thing, perhaps a choice that seemed simple enough at the time, began to snowball out of proportion? <laughs> I think we all have. Those cascading failures teach us something very important. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. Let's dive in. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast, where we share the gospel of Jesus Christ through the art form of audio drama. Yes. And that includes sound effects. I'm Timothy Gregory, and this is the second part of the true story of Vernon Goff. If you haven't listened to part one, pause now and listen to part one first. This week, we conclude the story of a man whose simple enough decisions spiraled into chaos until he was forced to look elsewhere for help. All this and more in this week's Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. Also, you want to stick around because later we are going to give the rest of you an opportunity to enter yet another sweepstakes drawing for an exciting prize. But first, let's get to it, folks. The second part of the true story of Vernon Goff. Dear Lord God, this is the hardest thing I ever prayed. But if you have to kill my son to save him, then do so. Dear God, I want my daddy back. Please? I mean, it's all possibilities. New boat, new truck. You don't want to get too flashy, though. Everything at once. Vernon, it's a great night. Why not celebrate? Yeah, but Jim, we got to be alert. The cops are putting on the heat. But... We're about to make another 30,000 bucks. I was just... Shh. What's up? Somebody just stopped on the bridge. Cops. The man in our story grew up in a nice family in a good community. He made a religious profession of faith at the age of 13. But because of a rebellious spirit, he fell away from his faith a fall that had a temporary and imagined cushion because he gained everything the world had to offer. But would Vernon Goff gain the world only to lose his soul? Find out in this part two of his true story, right now on Unshackled. I came from a long line of commercial fishermen working deep in the Florida Everglades. I was a good fisherman who just wanted a good life, but the government was taking our properties to protect the wetlands. One by one, they shut down our livelihood. Many of us, lacking a compass, not to mention morals, turned to running drugs. The lifestyle was treacherous, but the money was good. I knew it was wrong, but I finally gave in and became a drug smuggler myself. As I pursued the good life, parties, the alcohol, the women, I did the unthinkable. I left my wife and kids. God, please bring Daddy back to us. Please, I'll be a good girl. If you just bring him back, 
I threw away the true good life right there in front of me for the fake good life the enemy offered. And I paid a very high price. Thank God I had a praying mama. Dear Lord God, as much as I love my son, you love him even more. And so I'm gonna turn him over to you. My mother prayed for me like that every day for 30 years. One night during a drug run, Jim and I parked our John boat under a bridge and hid out in the swamp. We waited for some vans to pick up the load we had stashed in a hideout. Suddenly, we heard a vehicle stop on the bridge nearby. Cops! Okay, if this goes bad, the getaway boat is anchored in those mangroves, about 200 feet across the marsh. You ready? Yeah. Hey, hey, got something. Look here. They spotted our John boat. Come on. Vernon! Come on, Jim. Run! Run! I, I hear something. Hit him with the lights! Come on, Jim! We made it. They'll never catch us in these mangroves. But they got backups. They'll be crawling all over this place. The stash is right up here. Almost. They're gonna spot our boat! We gotta sink it! Help me! Stay still. I can see him. Put down your gun. Are you crazy? Okay, okay. That was way too close. How are we gonna get home? Swim, I guess. Up river? We ain't got much of a choice. Come on, Vernon. We're almost to the shore. The current. It's so strong. Vernon! <laughs> Grab my hand! Uh, we made it. Hey. A good life, huh? <laughs> Shut up. Go on. Eat your green beans. Mommy, I really, really miss Daddy. I know. It's tough. When's he coming home? Oh, Lisa, honey, your daddy may never come back home. But I'm praying he does. Oh, Lisa... pressure was on. I headed to the Keys to close a new deal from the Bahamas. I had a police scanner in my truck, plus a lot of friends listening. I stopped on the way down to see Jim. Vernon, you gotta be careful. The DEA is on your tail. Just gotta stay one step ahead. The scanner helps. Yeah, I know. Wanna come with me? Uh, not this time. <laughs> Kitchen too hot for you? Maybe so. You best watch out. On the way to the Keys, I checked into a motel. I left to go into town for a while, but eventually returned to my room. Hello? Vernon. Jim? How'd you know I'm here? It's all over the scanner. Vernon, the DEA just left your room. What? Get out of there before they come back. Maybe I'll have to upgrade my lodging. Well, do it quick. Dear Lord God, I have no idea where Vernon is right now, but you do. Lord, I trust you to bring him back to you. You are the good shepherd. Bring him back to you. Not bad, Vernon. First class hotel, amazing food, beautiful pool. Vernon, 
Hello, Heather here. Huh? You okay there? Oh, yeah. Fine. What's on your mind? Just watching those kids in the pool. Reminds me of something. The good life? Yeah. The good life. Vernon, don't look up now, but I see men on the roof with binoculars. I think they're watching us. Casually grab your stuff. Meet me at the truck. Turn on the scanner. Okay. VG from CC just turned south on Chiquita Boulevard. So, we just turn north. Then do a quick turn here. And here. And lose them! VG from CC? Vernon Gall from Cape Coral. That's my name and this is my town. I know every back alley and hideout in this place. No sweat. Speak for yourself. The feds were getting closer. However, I didn't perceive that as a warning. I was emboldened, but I knew I couldn't afford any missteps. Hi, this is Jim. Hey, Jim. Want to join me on a deal? Are you crazy? You might as well go around with a flashing light on your head. You're like a blue light special. Jim, it's the biggest deal we've done yet. No, thanks. The cut is 10%. Not worth it. Sorry. How about 10% on $250 million? Jim, you there? Sorry, I had to scoop my jaw up off the floor. Do this deal with me, and we can retire for life. What do you say? Hi, what's the plan? It's Grayson. I don't know who arranged the load, but we know Grayson and crew. He wants us to meet four Cubans in Naples, take them to a shrimp boat with the load. They'll direct the offloading to the smaller boats. All right, let's go. This thing is so fast. Fastest boat I bought yet. How about our Cuban guest back there? Doing fine. Tell them we're almost there. Shrimp boat's about a mile north. Wait, ask them if that's the boat right there. They're nodding their heads, yes. Okay, we'll pull alongside as close as we can. Hold on, water's a bit rough. So, in my speedboat, we were leading a shrimp boat with 30,000 pounds of pot, looking for the offload boat. Nothing strange about that. Vernon, you see that light up ahead? Something's up. One, there shouldn't be any lights. And two, that light is too high off the water. I can't really tell. You think there's a- It's a trap. Oh, no. Hang on. Blue lights, here they come. Vernon. Helicopter! They got a speedboat? Oh, no! Folks, we'll get back to Vernon's story in just a moment, but first, I want to tell you a little bit about what happens when you contribute to our ministry. Unshackled is now in its 73rd year of spreading the good news through powerful stories about real people. Our success is a result of God's blessing and the involvement of supporters like you. When you contribute to Unshackled, it has a direct impact. Your support allows us to hire quality writers, talented actors, a skilled production team, and a devoted staff. Through your support, we are able to share Unshackled worldwide. So, in order to continue the work of spreading the gospel and allowing us to offer this program for free, won't you consider making a donation to Unshackled? 
It's really quite easy. All you need to do is click on the live link if there is one where you're listening or visit our podcast website at unshackledpodcast.org and then click the donate button. Or you can always write a check to Unshackled and mail it to 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607. We thank you for your partnership in our ministry. And now, let's hear the conclusion of the true story of Vernon Goff. Dear God, please help my daddy. Please tell him I miss him. Hang tight! We can cut the waves better than they can! Heading into shore! I slipped into an inlet where I ditched the boat on a sandbank. From there, remarkably, we all escaped. So remind me again, this is the good life? It gets better. A whole lot better. You'll see. Hello? Mr. Goff, this is Michelle Hardinger with Johnson, Brown, and Murphy. Okay. We wanted to inform you as quickly as possible. They have a warrant out for your arrest. Thank you. What's up? I have to leave. I'll touch base with you later. Police! <gasps> They're out back, too. Vernon Goff, we have you surrounded. I don't have a gun. I'm going to unlock the door now. Vernon Goff, you're under arrest. Hold still while we put these around your feet. Chains. We aren't taking any chances. Officer, you can put your gun down. I'm not going to do nothing. Exactly. We're going to make sure of that. I had never been arrested. Never spent a night in jail. Never been booked. And I was downright proud of that. So proud I was blind. I couldn't see the pain I was causing my mother, my kids the ones I claimed to love. Their world was turned upside down. A major drug bust this weekend. Police say two men have been arrested and charged with plotting to traffic marijuana worth an estimated 250 million in street sales. The men are identified as James Barr and Vernon Goff, both of Cape Coral. Barr and Goff were charged with conspiracy to traffic in excess of 10,000 pounds of marijuana. Each was placed under a $500,000 bond. I was never actually caught with anything. They arrested me on circumstantial evidence. A shrimper testified against me, told them what they wanted, and got himself a lesser sentence, even if everything they wanted wasn't necessarily true. Still, my time was up. The end of the so-called good life. Out on bail, I went back to Chukaluski Island to see Mother and Dad and tell them. I sat in the living room and saw something I had never seen in my lifetime. My strong, tough dad broke down and cried like a child. My mother just hung her gray-haired head with tears in her eyes. I've been praying for so long. So long. I'm so sorry. Here, take this Bible with you. You'll need it. I already said. Just do it for your mother. Wait till I get settled in. I have no clue what they allow and what they don't. I need a hug. Oh, Mom. I stopped at the church and just stared up at the building that stood high on stilts. The 
place where I professed faith in Jesus at the age of 13. That day was so far away, so far from what I was now. Vernon Goff, you are hereby sentenced to 25 years in prison. Vernon Goff, you are now number 103462. May 29th, 1986. This was the beginning of the best time of my life. I went from a speedboat flying along the coast to a maximum security prison with razor wire and gun trucks circling around. From absolute freedom to an absolute cage. Then I met Paul. Well over six feet tall, 220 pounds, and all mouth. Hey, everybody. This right here is Vernon Golf, the newbie here. <laughs> you look like you belong here. <laughs> I'm Paul, and you're going to have so much fun here, you're going to tell your mama all about it. You better keep that big mouth shut. Whoa, whoa. Take it easy there, friend. Hey, Golf, you better watch. I got him, Paul. I'll show him the ropes. You get in trouble here, you're going to lose your dorm your status, your chance to get out of this place. Stand down, son, for your own good. Take a deep breath now. Go ahead. There you go. They call me Mr. Barry. Vernon Goff. You look like someone who won't take anything from anyone. Right. Well. You are surrounded by animals who will stab you in the back for a pack of cigarettes. So, stand your ground, but don't go overboard. Got it? Got it. I know all about going overboard. Oh? Enough said. I was on my old fishing boat riding through the islands. I looked over at the beautiful beach lined with palm trees, blue sky, clear water, not a care on my mind. My eyes were wide open now, no longer dreaming. Reality slammed my mind. I was surrounded, trapped inside a tight cage of locked doors, white cinder blocks, and metal bars for the next 25 years of my life. It was several months before I heard from anyone on the outside. A thick blanket of loneliness and depression suffocated my very soul. But I dared not show any weakness. Mother sent me the King James Bible, the one she'd been asking me to read for years. I hid it under my bunk as fast as I could. Religion was just another con here. Some of the most religious were the biggest hypocrites. Mr. Barry, I'm gonna trust you. Hit me. Not literally. I'm not stupid. It's okay. Go ahead. I don't think I can survive in this place. I feel like I'm dying in every way. You got a tiny window in your cell. Tell me what you see outside. I can see the fence, razor wire, gun trucks. And you're thinking you can make it out of here. I heard some guy actually made it to the fence. Wait, how'd you know I was thinking that? We all have. Well, the guy stopped at the swamp because he got scared. 
but I know the swamp like my backyard. If I can just make it over the fence, I think, I think I've got a shot. What do you think? Don't be stupid, like I was. You're the smartest guy I know in here. I learned after what I did. Can you tell me? I don't like talking about it. Hardly anybody knows. It's okay. Go ahead. I caught my wife with another man in a hotel room. Took my rifle. Shot them both. Wow. Don't let your feelings get the best of you. It can ruin your life. Mr. Barry wasn't a Christian, but God in his mercy put Mr. Barry in my life there. However, there was a deep hole inside of me that Mr. Barry couldn't fix. A hole that was getting bigger. Still, others were praying. Dear Lord God, even now you can reach my Junie. Even now. God, I don't know if there's any hope for Dad. You haven't given up on him, but I have. One day, the cage around me grew closer and tighter than ever. Suddenly, it all became clear. It wasn't the feds who put me in prison. It was me. My selfishness. My pride. My drinking. My neglecting my wife and my family for the good life. And now the chickens have come home to roost. God, I've got to get out of here. Please, I'll go to Mexico, build a church for you. Help me escape. Somehow, some way. That's when it hit me. I had a weapon right there in my cell. A weapon to get me out of prison. I reached under my bunk and grabbed it. If the sun therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. God set me free. If you can ever forgive me for all my sins, all the mess I've made, I will repent. If you can do that, I will serve you as I have served the devil with everything I've got. Take me, God. Take me as I am. And he did. I'd spent 40 years running from God, and in one moment, he changed me. That's amazing grace. How can a man change so fast from death to life, from darkness to light? Peace from heaven came down on me. And now, in this prison, I had more freedom than ever in my life. It was like scales fell from my eyes, and I could see, really see. I was hungry for the word. I must have read that Bible five times over and over, absorbing it, soaking in it, changed by it. Jesus Christ became so real. His word became life inside me, like I had stepped into a new world. Just one day before, I was angry, depressed, no hope, ready to tear a guy's head off for the smallest thing. That was the old Vernon. Now, 
I was excited, full of life, made new. And I learned God can do that for anyone. Well, look who it is. Vernon Golf reading his Bible. Paul? That's Brother Paul now. Brother? I asked Jesus to be my Lord, repented. Now my big mouth is loud for Jesus. God is blowing my mind here. Hey, you hear about Mr. Barry? What about him? They brought him back here to die. No. He's lost so much weight, just skin and bones now. You'd hardly recognize him. Doctors give me three months. It's a tumor around a main artery. Mr. Barry, I got some good news. They lowered your custody. I turned my life to Jesus. I knew there was something different about you. And more good news. God heals, too. After seeing how I changed, Mr. Barry said he'd like to be saved. So we prayed. And he gave his life to God. Over time, he gained weight and even began walking better. For a man that only had a short time to live, it seemed like a miracle. Praise God, Mr. Barry. The doctors can't believe it. They took x-rays. Vernon, the tumor is gone. It's gone. God healed me. I learned that the appeals court decided that the trial court made a mistake in my case. My sentence should have been 15 years, not 25. Plus, I got time reduced for good behavior. Number 103462, report to the office. May 4th, 1992, six years and two months after my sentence, I walked out of prison. Junie, you're home. You're free. I prayed for this day. How I prayed for this day. I'm so sorry for all the wrong I've done, Mother. Hush. I forgive you. This is a time to celebrate. I never saw Jim again. Susie passed away, and it took a good long while, but God finally brought reconciliation. Daddy, I forgive you. Oh, sweetie, that means more to me than you'll ever know. By his grace, God restored all my kids to me. Sometime later, after 93 years of life, my faithful mother died. But her legacy lives on. Every time I pray, every time I pick up my Bible, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Thank you, Jesus, because now I truly know what it means to live the good life. Just like Vernon, you too can experience the true good life that Jesus offers, eternal life, abundant life with Him. In one moment, Vernon went from death to life, from darkness to light. And in prison, he experienced more freedom than he ever had before. Listening friend, you can experience this same freedom right now. If you need help in making this crucial decision, please call 1-888-NEED-HIM or you can get in touch with us here at Pacific Garden Mission, 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607. 
Now, we love hearing from our listeners here on the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast, so send us your questions, and we'll answer them here. It can be something you're curious about or just something you want to share with us. All you have to do is write us at podcast at unshackled.org. Or you can leave us a message at 312-281-1264. Now, I just want to remind you to subscribe or like our Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. You can even share it or tell a friend. We'd also love for you to review or rate our podcast. It really helps us out. And don't forget to check out our other podcasts on this same platform, Unshackled Daily Devotionals and Unshackled in Person. We appreciate your input and involvement in our ministry. And again, please consider supporting us so we can freely offer quality Christian programming to the world. All right, the prize for the sweepstakes contest is yet another beautiful wooden scripture plaque. The verse on this one is 1 Thessalonians 5, 2, and 6, which reads, The day of the Lord cometh as a thief in the night. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. This plaque is beautiful, folks, and it would make a great everyday reminder of God's perfect promises. Unfortunately, we are only able to mail this plaque to locations within the United States, so our drawing is limited to U.S. addresses. But if you reside in the U.S., all you have to do to enter our sweepstakes drawing is call 312-281-1264 or email podcast at unshackled.org and give us your name, phone number, and email. That's your name, your phone number, and email. The deadline to enter the drawing will be December 2nd, and we will announce the winner on December 18th, just in time to be a great Christmas gift. We look forward to hearing from you. And next time... You will learn to do my bidding, obeying my every command, the command of the great chief. Kaboo! You dare wear my crown? (laughs) It's much too big for you, little prince. Maybe for now, but soon, father, it will sit right. Is that so? When I am chief, I will do all I can to help my people. An African prince taken hostage. Ah, Let me go! A miraculous escape. What is that light? It's blinding! And divine intervention. Run, Kaboo, run! led a young man to learn everything he could about his father. I am going to pray to God. Who is your God? He is my father. He would embark on a journey across the world to bring redemption back to his homeland. If my people could know about Christ, it would change the way of the jungle. Don't miss Samuel Morris's exciting true story on the next Unshackled. Heard in the true story of Vernon Goff part two were Jeff Parker, Michael Wallner, Marcy Mencotti, Allison Voller, Angela Morris, and Larry Halliburton. Original music, Don Bador. Sound effects, Michael Wallner. Audio engineer, David Pierczynski. Script, John Fornoff. That's it for this week's Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. So until next time, unless our Lord returns before then, I'm Timothy Gregory, your brother in Christ. <laughs>